We are excited to be joined by Packers Hall of Famer, ESPN Milwaukee's Mark Tauscher. Tausch, thanks for being with us. Uh, I love my Wednesday afternoons with you guys. A gross injustice has been done. People Magazine has named their sexiest man alive. And Mark Tauscher, you had our vote, but Patrick Dempsey won it. Really? Patrick Dempsey? Yeah. I'll I'll say this. I saw that Jason Kelsey was in there, and I loved it. I think uh, offensive linemen deserve more love, but... The, the year that he put together, and I think, and I don't know about you guys, my wife loves their podcast, the Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And this was pre-Taylor Swift. I think that what they've been able to do and kind of bring in fans, I, Jason Kelsey with the tush push and the brotherly shove and all of those things, <laughs> I think he got robbed. He should have been able to pull this out. And I think what a great story that would have told to everybody when it comes to talking about sexiness if Jason Kelsey had won, but I don't know if this country's ready for that yet. We were pulling for him. We were pulling for him because we thought it would have really made this segment fly. He's obviously, the Kelsey boys have had a heck of a year. Obviously, Travis has done very well, but Jason Kelsey, I think, has really endeared himself and taught a lot of people about football over the course of it. For us that love football, I think what he's done has been fantastic. And I think they should do a recount as far as who won that people's uh, – what, Patrick Dempsey? Yeah. yeah what is feels, he winning for? I feel like What's he winning for? Ten years too late, right? I mean, just, what are What's we doing here? What's he even here? doing now? Yeah, He's I, got a new movie coming whatever. out, actually. He's but we got a foundation. Yeah, whatever. I think it's a – yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold at that tabulation. I think they should recheck that tabulation. Hey, you guys did a hard pivot on Wilde and Tausch the last day and a half or so with the Craig Council news. I know it takes big news to steer away from the Packers, especially during the season, Tausch, uh, but it was worthy of discussion on Wilde and Tausch. What was your takeaway when you heard Council was moving to Chicago? Yeah, I think at first everybody was shocked. Uh, I was not surprised that he was leaving the Brewers. I think, you know, anytime you let a manager get to the point where it's in your last year and you become a managers just don't become free agents. That is so rare, and it kind of tells you where things were heading. But the idea that the Chicago Cubs, who had a manager that they had a fire, who was a World Series hero for them, and by the way, the Cubs, they ended up. Turning their season around, I know they finished poorly and didn't make the playoffs. I was shocked and surprised, and I think what was interesting is this lets you know anytime you start talking about uh, what other people can relate to and moving jobs and having that tough decision and making money over loyalty and all the stuff that the council story entails, uh, it was fascinating, and we had – you know, like you said, Greg, when you, it's Packer season, it's all Packers all the time with us. It took up the whole show yesterday, and we could have continued to go because passions are strong as far as how Brewer fans feel about what transpired. And I think what I've noticed, and I could be wrong on this, people obviously are disappointed in Craig's decision, but I think it is also the underlying uh, factor, and I think why Craig left is – it's a different challenge with a much bigger payroll that will allow him to accomplish what he wants to, which is win a championship. And I think that leaves a lot of Brewer fans feeling sad that he felt that that was what he had to do. Tausch, I think as Brewers fans, we should all be bothered by the fact that David Stearns left and Craig Council left. Craig Council never gave the Brewers a chance to counter. It was clearly not about the money as much as it was about 
the bigger picture that you just hit on, the chance to win a World Series, to put the pieces around him year after year after year after year. And Mark Atanasio, with us, basically said, look, he decided to go another direction and never gave us a chance to counter. Should we be bothered as Brewers fans by what Stearns and Council moving on says in the broader picture? Uh, Yeah, I think you can be. I think you also... You know what? You can also just be mad at the economics of baseball, too. I mean, you can, it's always easy to get mad at ownership, and it's you can get mad at the manager. But the bottom line on this is, you've seen teams win uh, with lesser payrolls, but you just can't make mistakes. Your margin for error when you're a small market team is just razor's thin, and it's tough to overcome that. If you have an injury to a key guy, uh, you can't go out and just bring somebody else in where some of these other teams can. So I think as Brewers fans, we should be very appreciative of what the, this glory era of Milwaukee Brewers baseball is and be disappointed we haven't gotten a World Series out of it. But I do think Matt Arnold and what this group does, they know what they're doing. They're going to have to do things in a different way, and I think losing Craig Council is a big loss. But I still think, Matt, what, what we've seen was a, a heck of a year last year, and Matt Arnold's been the architect of that, so... I think you can still be optimistic, but yeah, I think disappointment as far as understanding the economics of where this being a you know a lower revenued baseball team it, it, it's just the realities that we have to deal with. All right, Tosh, it's fill in the blank time on our segment. Are you ready to play? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm always ready. All right, we are at the halfway point of the Green Bay Packers season, and the Packers are. This is where you come in. Fill in the blank. Uh. I think they're probably right where we thought they'd be, inconsistent. Uh, I think defensively we've probably even been a little bit better than what maybe some people thought. But offensively, uh, I, I wish we'd have seen more growth. But luckily we're talking this week and not last week where I was probably at my all-time low as far as where this offense was. Uh, so I th- we're, we're trending. We need to see more improvement. But I think this is about – you said, "Hey, they're going to be three and five. They're going to see you're going to see some inconsistencies on offense." I don't think I would have thought we'd be as bad as we've been in the first half for the vast majority of it. But what we've seen is probably about what I thought we would see, especially offensively with this team through the first half. All right, Tausch. Halfway through the season, Jordan Love has shown me blank that he can be an NFL quarterback. Uh, we we thought in the beginning we didn't know. We didn't know what he was going to be. We didn't know where he was going to what you know what his identity was going to be as a quarterback. And he's shown us a lot of good things. Is it everything that we hope? No. We'd love to see a lot of things improve. But his completion percentage, he's been better the last two weeks. Uh, I think he's you know decision making has been pretty good. And for the most part, I think you have to look at where Jordan Love is, and with all the uncertainty, whether or not he could be an NFL starting quarterback that you can win games with, those were questions coming in, and now I think he's answered that part of the uh, equation. I I know you like to play prize picks, Tosh. I hear you talking about that. sounded like you had a a pretty rough night last night, but nonetheless, today is another day. Uh, Whatever the over-under is on the Packers-Steelers game on Sunday, my guess is you should probably take the under, even if it's like six. I get the feeling Sunday (laughs) is going to be a really ugly sort of game. Yeah, I think if Pittsburgh has their way, that's the way they play, and that's how they win. And when you're as inefficient on offense as Green Bay is, and Pittsburgh's defense is really good, uh, I would think it's going to be tough sledding, and points will be at a premium. 
But the thing that we've noticed is Green Bay gets things together. They've been the best second-half football team offensively in the NFL. And when you're evaluating young players, you always want to see what can they do. It's not always where are they deficient and everything else. It's where are they at and can they do it when they're executing and not making mistakes, can they do some things. I would think that offensively you feel better about, if you're Green Bay with Aaron Jones, I feel a heck of a lot better about our offensive line and our offense than I bet Pittsburgh does about their group. So is it going to be an ugly, messy game? Yeah, I'm guessing you're probably right. But I don't think it's going to be probably as bad as maybe we all think because the NFL has a funny way of kind of telling you, it tells you what's going to happen, and then usually things maybe play out a little bit differently. In this room, we consider him the sexiest man alive. He is ESPN Milwaukee's Mark Tauscher. Tausch, thank you so much. You guys need to find a new room. You're an Adonis. Come awesome. on, cut it out.